You're listening to Root Lock Radio. Hello and welcome to Root Lock Radio, a podcast for uncloaking, learning, and exploring the tarot cards. My name is Weston, I live in New York City, and I'm your host. The beacon card for today's episode is the star, and I am going to be talking about the queens in the tarot. I see the star as a very grounded card, even though it refers to something very cosmic. I see it as embodying this kind of open, spiritual, and feminine way of being deeply connected with the fabric of the universe. It has this sort of serenity that is the payoff of the usually distressing clearing experience that we have in the tower card, which comes right before it. And I see the queens as having the kind of wisdom that we see embodied in the star card. Remember, at the star card, we are almost at the end of the major arcana, almost at the end of the fool's journey. And we've really kind of been through the hardest lessons that we need to learn in this archetypal representation of human life. So the star and this kind of grounding, experienced wisdom is something that I think that the the queens bring to us. That is their offering among the court cards. I don't really have any big announcements this week, but I do want to say that I have been sharing some spreads on my Instagram account that are related to mental health skills and practices and have been getting a really great response. So I created an anxiety spread, a guilt spread, an anger spread, all drawing on concepts from psychotherapy to help you to work through these sticky emotions. And I've got more coming, so I just thought I would let you know in case you don't follow me on Instagram and you want to check them out. And even if you don't have a Instagram account, you can click the URL in the show notes and look at my Instagram account and see the spreads. So you don't have to be on Instagram to access them. And if you are on Instagram and you're not following me, maybe check it out and see if you want to give me a follow. In season two of Rootlock Radio, I introduced a way of working with the court cards that I came up with by drawing on concepts from internal family systems therapy. In this episode, I'll give a quick review of that because it's related to what I'm talking about. But you, if you haven't already, you may want to go back and listen to season two, episode three, which is listed as 203, entitled Parts of Ourselves. That's where I introduce this topic. And you also might want to listen to Season 2, Episode 9, which is listed as Episode 209, which is where I apply this to the page cards. So in today's episode, I will be talking about the queens of the tarot and working with them from this internal family systems-informed style. I will also make some clarifications that I've come up with since I first described this way of working with the court cards in Season 2, so I'm kind of updating a little bit some of those concepts. 
I chose the queens because I think they fit into the strength theme of this season of Rootlock Radio. The queens embody the kind of feminine strength and courage of the strength card. And, as I said at the beginning, I also think that the queens align well with the beacon card of today's date, the day that this episode is coming out, which is the star. Because the queens embody the deep comfort and acceptance that I see in the star card. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say beacon cards, you might want to go back and listen to Season 3, Episode 1, which is all about beacon cards. This is a concept that I've been integrating a lot this season, so you may want to know what I'm talking about. And you can go back to that episode and check that out if you haven't already. So thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Rootlock Radio. wonder why I'm covering the queens today instead of the knights or the kings. You may remember, if you listened to season two, that I covered the page cards when I talked about this new way of working with the court cards that I came up with. So I haven't yet done the knights or the kings, so why the queens? Well, as I said in the intro, they align with the beacon card of this season, which is strength. And of all the court card archetypes, I see the queens most closely aligning with that kind of feminine grounding energy of the strength card. And so if any of the court cards align with what we see in the human figure on the strength card, you know, that compassionate yet firm approach to soothing the lion, I think that's the queens. And I think it's also important to get a concept of what role the queens play in the court in this style of working with court cards that I am coming up with. So my new way of looking at the court cards is informed by a type of psychotherapy that I have learned about called internal family systems or IFS therapy that was developed by Richard Schwartz. I'll give you a little bit of a review. So the name internal family systems is coming off of the idea of family systems therapy, which is a way of working with whole families in therapy. And the idea as a therapist, you are looking for problems in the family system rather than in individual family members. So this could be breakdowns in communication or kind of emotional dynamics between family members that are causing problems, and you see it as a systemic issue rather than someone being the problem person. In internal family systems, we take a similar view, but we imagine that that family is living within the mind of an individual. So it's a type of individual therapy that's drawing on these concepts that you would use in family therapy. So in other words, it says that we all contain multitudes. We all have all these different parts of ourselves that are inside of us that interact with each other and some of them take over at certain times and they all have different kind of wants, needs, drives, that kind of stuff. And these parts can include child parts, adult parts, parts that resemble people we know, and more. So that's 
internal family systems therapy. And if you're interested in this type of therapy, I would recommend the book called Self-Therapy by Jay Early. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But that's a good kind of accessible book that explains pretty in-depth all the concepts of this type of therapy. When I covered the pages, I introduced them as the inner children. But now that I've had some time to uh, marinate on this idea and this way of working with court cards, I'm actually going to try to make this a little bit simpler for you. Rather than thinking about the pages as four different inner children, try thinking about it this way. You have one inner child, and the cards represent different moods and different states that that inner child can be in. So if the card is upright, that child is in a good mood, and you would benefit from embracing that child, that child part of yourself. If you draw that card reversed, it is in a bad mood, like a child throwing a tantrum. And you don't want to let that part take over, even though it may want to. So just like if you have a child, and your child is throwing a tantrum because they really want something and they're really upset, you may decide it's not the best idea to just give in to what they're demanding of you, and instead you need to find a way to soothe that child that's actually going to work based on what they're upset about. So when you draw a page card reversed, you may have to do that for this part of yourself. And the suit of the card tells you kind of the particular flavor or vibe of the good or bad mood that the child is in, which might also give you some sense of how to embody or soothe that child part. And if you want to hear about those different states, you can go back and listen to episode 9 of season 2. Now, at some point, I'm planning on putting all of these ideas about internal family systems style of working with court cards into some sort of course, like some sort of online class or something that you can get a comprehensive view of the whole thing. And the fact that my ideas are changing shows you how I'm still putting all this together, right? Like I don't feel like I've totally got it figured out and I'm kind of letting you in on the process. So I hope that this doesn't throw you off too much. And I also hope it lets you see how your own tarot concepts can grow, evolve, and change over time, and that it's totally okay. It's actually great to keep your mind open to new ways of working with your tarot cards and to changing the ideas that you've already had. So again, with the the page cards, upright is embodying that inner child, and reversed is tending to an upset mood in that inner child. And the suit of the card determines what that mood is. And that's all covered in some way in Season 2, Episode 9. Just today, I'm changing it to say, consider it as one inner child in multiple moods instead of you having a bunch of different inner children. So if the page cards are the different states of the inner child, what are the queens? Well, I say the queens are different states of your wise part. In dialectical behavioral therapy, or DBT, there's this concept called wise mind. And the idea is that you basically have three prominent states of mind. 
The first is the reasonable mind, and this tends to look at just the facts and even often denies the emotions that you may be experiencing. This is the mind that often tells you just to look at the facts, and it can be helpful, of course, but it can also lead to things like self-criticism and denying your own emotions or you know, being critical of yourself when you're having emotions because emotions are not always what we would call rational, and this state of mind is all about being rational. The second state of mind is the emotional mind, and this is run only by feelings and does not favor rationality at all. Emotions are also really helpful. They can give us help in figuring out our needs, and when handled in a certain way, they can really keep us connected to other people. But only thinking out of emotion can lead to some big mistakes too, as I think we all know. So the third state of mind that really comes in handy when you're having some sort of issue or conflict or problem is called wise mind. And in DBT therapy, wise mind draws from reasonable and emotional minds and finds where they overlap. So if you can imagine like a Venn diagram, I think it's a Venn diagram, the one with the circles and the overlap in the middle, wise mind is finding where reasonable and emotional minds overlap. So it integrates the two and helps us to find ways to be grounded and stable while also feeling and expressing our emotions and not denying or ignoring them. So it's a way of acting effectively in response to our emotions and not hurting ourselves or other people through them. And in DBT, wise mind is presented as an emotional regulation skill. So when you find yourself emotionally distressed, the idea is that you try to think from your wise mind by integrating your emotions and your more logical thoughts. So some people might tend to act just out of that emotional place. Other people might tend to act by just completely denying their emotions and being like, no, it's fine, it's okay, I'll, I'll get over it. And that's really not true for them. But wise mind allows you to integrate the two things and maybe assert yourself or find some way of processing your emotions in a way that's helpful and doesn't hurt yourself or someone else. And if you'll remember, this is pretty similar to the skill that I saw embodied in the strength card in episode so two of this season. So looking at the strength card, we see that lion, right, which represents our emotions, and then we see that human figure sort of soothing the lion. And that's kind of the wise part stepping in and helping to ground the emotion without denying it. So an example, say you're really mad at your boss for saying something condescending to you. Your emotional mind probably wants to get in the driver's seat and walk into your boss's office and tell them to screw themselves, that you quit, and to walk out the door and never look back. That would be acting completely out of your emotional mind. Your reasonable mind thinks about your rent, your bills, the prospect of getting another job if you don't have a recommendation from your boss. And this part wants to get in the driver's seat, get back to work, and pretend like it never happened, completely deny the emotional part of it. 
So if you yell at your boss and quit, you will likely regret that you burned the bridge and really just kind of hurt yourself in that process. But if you pretend like it never happened, you will probably develop some deep resentment and maybe even start to feel depressed because that's something that happens when we deny our emotions. Or you might experience a lot of anxiety at work, which is also the result of denying deeper emotions. And so this is where the wise mind comes in. Your wise mind can integrate these two things and figure out a way for you to work with both parts, both the emotional and reasonable minds. So this could mean going to your boss and letting them know how you felt in a really grounded and professional way, so asserting yourself to your boss, but not just kind of blasting them with your emotion. But maybe you know that's not possible with this particular boss, right? So it could also mean seeking support from an understanding coworker, a friend or a loved one, talking to a therapist about it, some other way of processing this feeling if your wise mind tells you that going to your boss is just going to cause you more problems. And maybe you want to think about getting a new job, right? Like the wise mind would kind of think in a big, more big picture kind of way. Like what's the most effective thing for me to do with with this situation right now. So you don't deny your emotions, but you also do what's best for you in the long run. That's wise mind. So back to internal family systems, right? That was an idea from dialectical behavioral therapy, the wise mind. And in internal family systems, there are parts of us that are called wise parts. So this type of therapy says that we all have a wise part, and this part helps the other fun- parts function the best that they can, kind of mediates what's going on internally. So the wise part is sort of an embodiment of this idea of wise mind that integrates logics and emotions and urges us to take productive, reasonable approaches that do not deny ourselves or our emotions or the emotions of others. So I see these wise parts as being represented by the queens in the tarot. Reasonable mind, remember that part that's really logical, seems to be more aligned with the kings. And I'll probably talk about that in a future episode or definitely if I create a course about this way of working with the court cards, I'll cover the kings. The emotional mind, remember, is probably aligned with many of the reversed court cards. So if you remember from the pages, when you draw a page reversed, you're encountering a part of yourself that is emotionally dysregulated, right? So back to the queens. I see the queens as very wise. That's the word that really sticks out to me around the queens. Wiser than the kings. The kings, when we're looking at this archetypally, are distracted by having power and being in the role to call the shots, right? So the queens see and feel and understand everything that's happening. They're kind of sitting there watching, taking it all in. And at least archetypally speaking, they are next to the king. So they kind of watch everything unfold, but they're not necessarily in charge of calling all the shots. They do have influence, however, and often in a way that's not really about power and control, just influence. So again, archetypally speaking, 
People pay attention to the queens. They look to them for guidance and a sense of safety. So imagine a queen is a figure that people look to during something like a war, for a feeling that someone is looking after their emotional needs and modeling how to best get through this scary time. That's not the king necessarily. The king is orchestrating the war. The queen is soothing and bringing this wisdom and groundedness to the collective during the war. So, if there's some kind of war in your life, whether it is internal, and you are at war with yourself, or parts of you are at war with each other, the queens are here to help. If the war is outside of you, and you are in some kind of interpersonal conflict, or living through something that is emotional and hard, the queens are here for that as well. They bring their integration of logic and emotion to create a certain kind of wisdom. And each queen is wise in a different way. So let's take a short break and I'll be right back to dive into each of the four queens. Radio is kept commercial free by the generous support of the podcast listeners. If you'd like to support Rootlock Radio, consider joining the Patreon group. A monthly donation of $5 or more gives you access to a private Discord discussion forum where Rootlock Radio listeners and I discuss tarot and answer each other's questions. You also receive bonus materials related to content from the podcast. To donate and join, see the link in the show notes. You can also support me by booking a year-ahead birthday tarot reading for yourself or a friend, or by purchasing the Season 1 Companion Guide PDF or the Rootlock Tarot Book of Spreads PDF. All of these goods and services can be found on my website, rootlocktarot.com. Another great way to support the podcast is by subscribing, giving a 5-star rating on iTunes, and writing a review. This is the best way for more people to discover Rootlock Radio. And of course, follow me on Instagram at rootlocktarot, and sign up for my email newsletter to stay in the loop about future opportunities to engage with me. Regardless of how you choose to support Relock Radio, thank you so much for listening. Again, I think it is helpful to think about court cards from this internal family systems perspective. And the way to do it is to imagine that you have four parts inside of you. So the pages represent this inner child. The knights represent this inner protector. The kings represent this logical part. But this can be bad, right? Like your inner critic could be aligned with the the kings, the part of you that's really hard on yourself. But it can also be good if the king is more of a problem-solving mood. So again, you can kind of get a little preview of what upright and reversed would maybe mean for the kings. An inner wise part is the queen. And I purposefully did not say that you have an inner father, an inner mother, that's something that you might encounter in some of these types of ways of talking about 
internalized parts. Many of us do have parts that represent internalized caregivers, like many of us might hear one of our parents' voices telling us what to do, or maybe nurturing us, or maybe criticizing us at different times, kind of almost we've internalized their voice, right? But not everyone, right? That's not a universal experience. Not everyone has parents. So it's important to me to make this a little bit more universal to people who wouldn't necessarily identify with the idea of having an inner father and an inner mother. But that said, I think most people do have the inner child, the inner protector, the inner logical part, and the inner wise part. And then again, when you draw a particular court card, a page, knight, king, or queen, that part is in a certain mood, depending on the suit and whether it is upright or reversed. So with the pages, upright meant to embrace the part because it is in a mood that benefits you. It's like a happy child. Who doesn't want to embrace that, right? Who doesn't want to feel that way? But reversed, it meant that it's not so happy, right? It's upset. And letting your upset inner child take over is not always a good idea. Not usually a good idea. So reversed is an indication that you want to soothe that part and not let it take over. But I don't see this upright and reversed way of looking at the pages as working with all the different court cards. With the queens, I instead think it's how much access you have to your wise part. So let's talk about the four specific queens. And remember, with all the queens, we are seeing a particular mood or state of your wise part. And overall, that wisdom means integrating your reasonable mind and your emotional mind. So with the Queen of Wands, when you draw the Queen of Wands, your wise part is bringing their wisdom to the fire realm of your life. So wisdom around creativity, passion, sexuality. For this, I imagine kind of a figure who feels confident and grounded in their creative and sexual pursuits. So drawing on this particular version of your wise part can help you to feel grounded while also feeling passionate. This could mean putting your passion work out into the world or pursuing someone that you are attracted to with a sense of confidence and security in yourself. And in both of these cases, this part is wise enough to know that there is not just one shot at these things, but that you will be okay no matter what. And that's kind of a mantra of the queen wise part. When you draw the queen of cups, your wise part is bringing their wisdom to the water realm of your life. So emotions, love, deep reflection. This is a resource that helps you to really feel your feelings and be present for them and steers you away from fearing your emotions or acting on them in a way that hurts yourself or others. Just look at the concentration of that figure on the card and the way they're bringing this concentration to the cup. They are able to bring a deep sense of stability to working with emotions and being present for them. There's that wisdom that you can be present with your emotions without it being overwhelming or scary. With the Queen of Pentacles, your wise part is bringing their wisdom to the earth realm. So the body, finding aligned work, being in nature, This is the resource that helps you to feel really grounded and stable. This is like your wise part really bringing groundedness without ever really denying your feelings, right? 
So there's like this deep trust that you will be supported here. And it's the part that will tell you, hey, right now you need to go take a walk. You need to get into nature. Maybe you need to do some work that feels really good. Maybe you need to do, get some exercise. It's a way of kind of using that resource to help yourself feel really grounded and stable. And then the Queen of Swords shows that your wise part is bringing their wisdom to the air realm of your life. Your thoughts, your ideas, your words, for your values. This is a resource that helps you to be able to live your values, even if they are at odds with those of the other people around you, to speak out and feel grounded in your way of seeing things, to assert yourself. It can come in handy when you are feeling triggered by others' ideas and need to find your grounded place to respond in a way that you feel good about, rather than just escalating into an argument. So this particular queen is bringing that emotional groundedness and also like a grounded assertiveness of your words and your ideas. Now, you may notice that I did not talk about these four queens in reversed. When I introduced the IFS style of working with court cards, I said that a reverse court card meant that a part is triggered in a negative way. And this is true of the pages. If you draw a page reversed, it is a child part that is hurt and acting like a hurt child might. But with the queens and the wise part, reversals seem a bit different to me. Because I don't see a wise part as somehow acting in a really triggered and negative way. That's just not what they're there for. They're actually there to step in when that's happening and bring a different approach that's more effective, right? So when you draw a queen reversed, It simply means you're having trouble accessing that wise part. So instead of thinking of it as a negatively activated queen, a reversal may indicate that you could really use this part, but you're having trouble accessing it. And you may need to find a way around whatever is blocking you from it. This probably means you are really triggered and need some time to calm down and ground yourself before you can find this wise part. And it also depends on what the suit is, right? So thinking about the kind of particular type of wisdom that each queen brings can help you to think, well, how am I disconnected? If I draw the the queen of pentacles reversed, probably means you're feeling really ungrounded, right? And you might need to like make some strong efforts to get back in touch with your grounded self. Or... If you tend more to the logical side of things, right? If you're someone who spends more time in reasonable mind than in emotional mind, then maybe you're in deep denial of your own emotions and you need to spend some time dropping out of your mind and into your feelings. Either way, a queen reversed means you could use this version of your wise part, but it's probably harder to access at that particular moment. So. I hope that this has been helpful, and I hope that you're enjoying this particular way of working with the court cards. I know it's been such a revelation for me, and I think it's just got a lot of cool possibility that I am excited to continue to explore with you. So thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Okay, bye.
Rulock Radio is a podcast for uncloaking, learning, and exploring the tarot cards. It is written and produced by me, Weston. Music for the podcast is provided by Shenandoah Davis and Jeray. You can find links for both of these incredible artists in the show notes. To support the podcast, consider joining the Patreon community. And if you love Rulock Radio, don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and write a kind review. To learn more about me and the tarot goods and services I have to offer, please visit my website, rootlocktarot.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time for Rootlock Radio. Radio.